Shalom, this is Rabbi Sachs coming to you from my office at the Chai Center. Welcome to the Chai Academy, a, a, um, a potpourri of various classes and courses on many, many different um, topics of Jewish interest. Now, the, um, the, the course that we, we started a few days ago was on um, Genesis. Right, so Genesis is is, um, is is in Hebrew. It's called Bereshit, but Genesis Genesis is the creation. This goes through the six days or the seven days of creation, and it is um, the Torah lays out what God did every day. Torah once again is not a storybook. It's not there even for for um, it, it's um, for for. It's not even there for context to, to say, okay, this came before that. Uh, it's not written in chronological order, but, but rather Torah is lessons. So we've been discussing when we've gone through day one and day two and day three, and we're holding day four. So day four is, is to me, my uh, kind of my personal favorite because there's so much minutia about God creating the heavenly hosts. So God created the sun, the moon, the stars and and the various planets and the Milky Way was created and and uh, this star and that star and and um, and it, and it's actually we'll, we'll we'll go through we'll go through a, a a fascinating journey. Now we did this, this discuss a few days ago that truth be told everything was created on the first day the first moment it took less than a millisecond for God to create. And he just extrapolated each thing and, and in, in their time. So the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets were created on day one. He just, on day four, he suspended them and made them work. So he added light to them and he made it, he made it uh, shine in such a way that the moon could reflect and, and the, the various stars. He pumped them up with gas and, uh, you know, the sun constantly uh, is, 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 um, is, is is constantly uh, exploding you know the gases etc and, and the, the, the and, and creating uh, creating helium creating so it, it is um, that's what he did on that day now the Torah tells us is he, is he did it laosos for signs olamoadim for holidays and, and he did it for days and, and how to calculate days, right? So, so that's why, so, and, and basically, by the way, farmers um, of old, they used to count how many new moons have, have passed since um, the cold weather. And then, they, okay, now, now we got to plant this and we got to plant that and we have to reap this and reap that um, before the cold weather hits. But they did that by, by counting of the moons. There's also, as we know, um, sun. There's daylight, and then there's nighttime, and and um, and the sun shines by day, and the moon shines. It, it 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 takes away some of the darkness anyway of the night. So it helps us calculate, and of course, in the future there was various holidays. How do you know when Rosh Hashanah was? How do you know when Yom Kippur was? How do you know when? Um, 
you know, when Passover is so we we use we use the calculations via specifically the moon. So Eluna, the Jewish people, we have we call the, the, the Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar is synonymous with the lunar calendar. The Gregorian calendar, which is what the United States uses, is is called the Gregor Gregorian calendar, and that is um, via this that's a solar calendar. So essentially, the way it works is a lunar calendar is the month, an entire month, is from when the moon um, begins and when the moon wanes until it is made again. So each month, the moon, it takes about 29 days, 12 hours and 14 minutes, so 29 and a half days, for the moon to make its cycle through the month. And so our calendar is 29 and a half days, right? So some days are 29, some days are 30 the, of the months, and times 12, and basically we have 355 days in our year. The solar calendar, as you know, has 365 days. So because of that, and the solar calendar dictates seasons, the weather seasons. So because of that, we in the Jewish calendar is every few years we add another full month. Because if you if you get to 36 months and each month you're losing a half a day, eventually you're gonna be a month behind weather-wise. So if we didn't do that, if we if we didn't make a correction to sort sort of be in sync with the solar calendar, then the holidays of Passover wouldn't be in the spring. Hi, Eileen, good to hear. It wouldn't be in the spring, but it would, it would move up. It would be in the winter and eventually in the summer and eventually in the spring again. So therefore, every, every three, four years, we have a correction where we add a month to the lunar calendar and that keeps everything in sync. But a lunar calendar is only 29 and a half days. Solar calendar, as you know, is, is somewhere between 30 and, um, and 31 days. So that's how, that's how the, uh, um, there's the difference. So we calculate via the moon. And it's interesting to note is that once a month, we actually bless the moon. Because our calendar is the lunar calendar, is once a month, we, 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 it usually begins about the ninth day of the Hebrew month until the 15th of the Hebrew month. We go outside, we look at the moon, and we bless. And we say, dear God, the Jewish people are compared to the moon. We wax and we wane. We, we, we get, we get, um, um, we, you know, we, we, we uh, have good times and we have bad times. And just like the moon, where, where the moon is shrinks its numbers, but it's always there. We can rely that the moon will always be there. Even if it's smaller, even if it's uh, you know, larger, the moon will is a constant. And, uh, but it waxes and, waxes and wanes in terms of visually what we can see. So that is the Jewish people. Sometimes we're more we're more available, sometimes we're more present, sometimes we're more, um, you know, in touch, 
sometimes we, we, we go through very, very bad times and our numbers are cut down. So it can mean many, many things. But lunar calendar is, 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 is the, our calendar. Now there's an interesting midrash which teaches us an interesting lesson is that the Midrash says that God, and based on the Torah, God created two Maoros Hagadolim, two great luminaries. Here's the problem, by the way, is that the stars are much bigger than the sun. And, uh, you know, some stars anyway, and, and, and definitely much, much bigger than the moon. So what does it mean by two great luminaries? So in terms of the effect they have on Earth, how, how, how visible they are, so, and what an impact they make to the naked eye. So uh, obviously the sun and the moon are, are incredible luminaries as opposed to the stars. You know, we see a twinkle, if that. So they don't have the impact. They're, 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 their light is not seen. So that's why the, the Torah tells us two great luminar luminaries. In terms of the recipient, they're the two great luminaries. Now, the Midrash says that God created them both with the same size and same strength. And the moon complained. The moon said, you can't have two exact powerful entities, energies. You, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta change that. One should be the main one and the other should be the lesser one. And the Midrash tells us that God said, you're right, moon. You know, a king doesn't wear two crowns. Um, you're right. And he made the moon smaller. He made the moon less effective. Moon is powerful. I mean, you know, if you think about it, it's, it's rocks and dust and earth, but yet it shines on the earth and, 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 and negates some of the darkness. So the, the moon is powerful, but clearly not as powerful as the sun. So why did God do it? Why did, why, why did God reduce the moon? God had another option, by the way. God could have made this, the, the sun bigger. Why reduce the moon? Because, and this is how it's explained. And this, I'm sure there's many, many answers. But one of the commentaries that I saw, which I thought was very apropos, and what a life lesson, and that's what Torah is, is that you got to stop harping and carping. Complaining gets you nowhere. A complaint can be destructive. If it's in a complaint that, that there is a solution, that's one thing. To complain for the sake of complaining is, 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 uh, is, is of no use. Right? Um, so moonshine is a whole different thing, Lenny. Um, but, but so, so if a complaint is practical, if a complaint, you know, you call up the IRS and you complain, you call up Macy's complain, you call up and, and that's fine. But to complain for the sake of complaining, to harp and carp for the sake of harping and carping is, is not a good attribute. And God said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you a lesson, Moon, a lesson that you'll never forget. Stop the harping stop the carping so essentially it was it was it was to teach us now it's interesting i i saw i read something recently is that rabbi jonathan sachs i always say he's related but i'm not sure how rabbi jonathan sachs the the uh my brother 
the chief rabbi, the former chief rabbi of England, and Lord Jonathan Sachs, prolific author and speaker, and amazing, amazing man. What that single man has done for world jury is, is, is mind-boggling. So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs was recently, he divulged that he has cancer. Now, he's in his 70s, but he has cancer for the third time. So Rabbi, Rabbi Sachs was asked the question, Rabbi, you know, there are many great authors that write a book about their struggle and recovery. Right, Rabbi David Wolper, he, he, he wrote a book, and, and others, right? What it was like to, to be the person and, and to come out of the struggle and et cetera. He goes, how come, how come he didn't? So Rabbi Sachs answered something that, that really resonates with me. It may not resonate with everybody, but it resonates with me. So Rabbi Sachs responded, he goes, my father, he said he, he, he um, you know, he, he was in and out of hospital, but yet he never complained. That's what he said. He said he didn't have cancer, but, but he had other ailments and illnesses, and, and my father never complained. And my father told me that this is, you know, this is clearly, you know, this is God's will, and, um, and I'm not going to complain. I have nobody to complain to. So he says it, it made him think. He says, it made me think. And he was stricken with cancer many, many years ago when he was a young man. Um, he said that, why do I need to write a book about it when it's in our daily prayers? In our daily prayers, in the famous prayer of Adon Olam, it says, afket ruchi. In your hands, you have placed, or you have, uh, you have yeah, you have, you have appointed a, a, a ruchi, my spirit. God, it's all yours. You can place it into me, and you did place a spirit into me. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for the life that I have, and I hope I was impactful. If at a time, God, you decide that my time has come to an end, then I'll accept it as my father did with grace. So he says, so do I need to write a book about it? He goes, it's very simple. Just like God is in charge of the moon, um, just like God made the sun, God made me. And when it's my time, it's my time. And I don't need to write a book about it. I just have to try and be the most productive person I can be. And he says, and to write a book about sickness and illness, he says, is not my calling. It's not, it's not how I was supposed to be productive. So everything's a teaching moment. So perhaps knowing Jonathan Sachs, it could have been a great book about um, recovery, etc. But he opted not to, and because um, he he felt it would be a little bit like complaining, and he didn't want to do that. He didn't. He did not want to complain. Um, so the, the the moon had a gripe. And the moon was 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 taken down a notch, too arrogant, too arrogant. Now it's 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 interesting that the the there seems to be a pattern to this creation. So if you think about it, on the first day, God created light. On the fourth day, He placed the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets. Right. 
On the second day, God created the seas and the atmosphere and the, 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 the ozone, layer, ozone layer, et cetera, and the whole atmosphere. But on the fifth day is when he did created the fish in the sea that he created on the second and the birds in the sky, the atmosphere that he created on the second as well. So he waited a few days before, so the, before he actually utilized the sea and and the and, and, and the air likewise on the first day he created light but he, he, um, he waited a few days till he actually implemented it on the third day God created the the, the, um, the, the dry land and he created vegetation but he waited a few days till he created the animals and mankind to use it so it seems like God was was didn't rush into it, you know. And for, listen, you create the world in six days. That is rushing, right? Um, right. We see how fast things get done, you know. In, in the government, you know, etc. Just to turn that large ship around takes a long time. So it did rush it. But for God, if you think about it, for God's purpose, um, he, he he was he said, okay, the first day, I'm gonna create the light. I'm going to wait a few days before I actually implement it, right? God, God thought it through. So we see a pattern here that God thought things through. Um, the, the, um, God, so God, 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 by the way, it's interesting, you know, when, when, when we say that these are the most visible, uh, the, the great luminaries, because, because they are, um, something that, that, we can actually detect on earth and it has nothing to do with actual size right because the stars are bigger the planets are bigger so too it's interesting by a bris by a circumcision we tell the child um this small child will be big we're not referring to his size we're referring to the potential of what this child this little baby can offer the world at large. That's the blessing. We're not saying, oh, exactly. This little child will be big one day and it'll be, you know, to me, the definition of big is anything bigger than five foot three, but, but he'll be big. And it's not talking about size. It's not talking about width or girth, or it's not talking about, you know, do you have a, do you have a, a large neck or no neck? It's talking about what the potential is for this child to offer. So these great luminaries had great potential because they offer great things. And, 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 and it's, very, it's a very conscious, conscious offering. So created in pairs, right? The first and fourth, the second and fifth, the third and sixth. It seems like, by the way, the seventh day really had no uh, partner. So, so the, the, the commentaries explained that the, the seventh day Shabbat did have a partner. And on Shabbat, God created rest. Rest, and we'll talk about it more at great length, and he created the human being to rest on it. That's the partnership. The human being needs to rest on the Shabbat. So, so the, the Saturday, or Shabbat, as we prefer to call it, Right, the day before Super Bowl Sunday is the day that the human beings need to need to need to rest, and that's the partnership. 
So the, 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 the fourth day is, is actually really troubling to atheists. You know, and, and, um, and, and I blame some, in some part the scientists who haven't really delved that so, you know, as much as they could or they haven't been as honest as they could. It depends which, which, uh, which scientists. But when God created these luminaries, right, it, it was so exact, right? The sun is 93 million miles away from the earth. Right? If the sun was 90 million miles away from the earth, it would be too hot. It would just be the world could not exist. So you just shift by a few percentage points, a few degrees, and, and the world is in trouble. Right? The, the, you know, and, and um, the Milky Way, by the way, is 625 billion miles away. And there must be a reason for that. But, um, but, but, but the, the sun was set in exactly the, same, the right place. The moon was set in exactly the right place. So when it orbits, it's a, it's, 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 it's a full month. And it's interesting, by the way, the, the, the orbit path, right? They all have their own, the sun, the moon, the earth, every, and all the planets and stars, they all have their own path, so there's no collision. There's no collision. Right, because if they were all, if they were, you know, in, in each other's way, they would be, they would be, um, you know, there'd be trouble. The moon was created four hundred. Um, the moon was the moon. The moon was created four hundred times smaller than the sun, but it's also four hundred times closer to the Earth. So these things are exa exacting. You know, if they want to say that everything got squeezed. All these chemicals and molecules that got squeezed and created a big bang. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. Um, the, 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 Earth's, the Earth's speed is perfect. Because if it was any slower, it would be too hot during the day. Because it would give more time for the Earth to heat up and be too cold at night. If it was any faster, it would be too windy and out of control. You wouldn't be able to stand. So um, the, these, 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 these are incredible things. Um, the moon causes a gravitational pull and therefore we have something called high tide and low tide. Now high tide and low tide accomplish an incredible thing. They clean the ocean. It creates, creates a, 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 almost like an ozone that, that, that cleanses the ocean. I know when we built a mikvah here in, 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 in at the high center, where women can go, can use once a month, or, um, we put in we, an ozonator. An ozonator is something that blows bubbles, because when it blows bubbles, it causes it causes things to clean. And um, this 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 um, this the 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 moon, the gravitational pull of the moon is God's natural God's natural ozonator just incredible Jupiter where it's placed where it's placed in 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 in, in, in its orbit is is close enough to the earth but far enough from the earth but its purpose is it drags 
all debris and all other things that could possibly hit the earth, Jupiter is, is the planet that draws it away from the earth. And, um, and, 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 you know, so each thing has, each thing has its own, own, um, place and reason. Nothing was created random. Nothing was created happenstance. We see this, we see this clearly. Um, something else that I was thinking about is that usually the speed of light, right, is, is that's a set speed of light. But if you think about it, if you have the speed of light, then we shouldn't be able to have seen stars for a long time, right? Because the, the, the stars are 625 billion, and that's the closest stars. Should have taken a long time for the stars to be actually be able to see the stars, right? However, because the, the, the God created the stars when the, when the universe was still expanding, it allowed the, the starlight to travel faster than the speed of light. So speed of light takes a certain amount of time, but when it, when it travels faster than the speed of light, because of the expanse of the universe, yeah, people got to see it earlier than they should have. So um, it, it, it is, it is um, it's just incredible. And, and, and it creates a real problem because the, it's so exacting that it creates a problem for, for, for scientists, creates a problem definitely for atheists, um, to, 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 because it's, 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 too, it's too precise, right? There's just the right amount of oxygen that was created so that we can, we, we can, we can breathe, um, right? And, and, um, and, and it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just incredible. Just like, a, you know, when I was talking yesterday about the, 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 um, you know, that the, there is a, um, trying to see what you're writing, Lenny. Um, give me a second. I'm sorry. Lost everybody for a second. I don't know if you see me. Do you still see me? I kind of lost everybody. Um, oh, here I am. Um, so just just as when God created this barrier for the for the for the waters, right? Three thousand miles of water, three and a half thousand miles of water, and then it has thirty to fifty feet in order not to inundate the world, and it stops. Right? So too, so too. This is this is so incredible how everything just does what it's told to do. And it function and, and, and it functions for a reason in order to make a proper a proper world where human beings can exist. Um, I'm not sure what all the stars do, you know, the, the, the millions of stars or the, I don't know how many stars there are. I'm not sure what they do. They're such a distance, but I'm sure they do something. Um, but you know, we know we know that the planets are are I know from what I've read years ago, taught in school, what the planets do is just uh, each one serves a, a specific purpose. So just to give you some food, food to think about. I don't know if we're completely done with the fourth day, but um, we'll, we'll see, please God, tomorrow. If you have any questions, you can ask here, um, or you can ask via email, 
rabbi at thechaicenter.com. If you wish to see other classes and courses, you may go to thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. Thank you all. God bless.